episode of the Ranch Away podcast is brought to you by Tota's Bakery. Tota's Bakery is located at 244 Utica Avenue. It's the longest running Guyanese family bakery and restaurant in Crown Heights. As a fellow Guyanese, I first heard about them from a family member. And when I went there, I got some good pine tarts, cheese rolls, fish cakes. Even their bread is amazing. And in the summertime, I know you can go there after a fet and get some good jerk chicken. Mm-hmm. Visit Tota's Bakery at 244 Utica Avenue or follow them on Instagram at Tota's Bakery 244. Hey, Soka lovers. It's Soka Say So. And this chick. And we're back with episode four of season five. And this season, we're ranting about new year, new moves. We are talking to cultural influencers who are using 2021 to take their careers to a whole new level. Today, I am speaking with Miami's own DJ, producer, songwriter, etc., DJ LL Cool Blaze, who is a Jamaican-American who is in love with Soka, so much so that he put together an artist checklist. So artists, if you are listening, get your pen and paper ready to see if you are doing all of these things to make sure that we can take Soka to the world. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the podcast. It's your girl, Dish Chick. I'm talking to LL Cool Blaze out of Miami, DJ, producer extraordinaire. Oh my goodness, so many things this man is involved in, and he's going to give you an <laughs> overview of what he does. But we are talking this season to people who are take, using 2021 to take their, their businesses to a whole new level, going into new ventures, and lots of things brewing. I know 2020 had most of us shook, but we definitely have some cultural influencers who are taking 2021 and doing new moves. So welcome to the podcast, Cool Blaze. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Nice. I know you're based in Miami. So while we're getting, you know, it's about to snow here in New York. Um, so you got hot sun and rhythm there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was it was a it was a little bit cold here for like the last two weeks, but now it's getting back to you know the normal Miami temperature. The Miami heat, yeah, the Miami heat. <laughs> but we we're we we're actually down in the thirties like last week and week before. You get no sympathy for me, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm originally, I'm originally from Philly, so trust me, I know about the snow. Nice, nice. Okay, so you you understand what we're dealing with right yeah, now. Yeah, I definitely understand. I sympathize. Thank you. We appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but for the people on the podcast who do not know who Cool Blaze is, just give them a little bit of an overview of what you've been doing, your career, all the projects you've been working on. Let them get familiar with Cool Blaze. So I am. Uh, my handles are LL Cool Blaze, but I go by Cool Blaze. I'm a DJ, producer, event producer, um, as well as music producer, uh, based out of South Florida, Miami, Florida. Um, I have Jamaican heritage. I was actually born in the States, though, but my family's Jamaican. So that's my Caribbean um, connection. And I, um, I'm a Jamaican that loves soca music. So a lot of my music that's out right now is, you know, um, soca music. Like if you guys heard Baby Bell's Rhythm, with Who Paid for That Bomb Bomb Day and Tambourine and and that and Bumper Murder. Um, you know, those are those are my big rhythms for last year Carnival. Um, so, you know, you guys might be familiar with, with those tunes. And then also produce um, 
like a lot of Afrobeat and reggae and dancehall. And I have a lot of other projects coming up. The event side, I'm not really too heavy in right now because, you know, COVID and whatnot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm more focused on, on the music side of things and the production side of things at the moment. Nice. You're a Jamaican. <laughs> yes. Who loves soca. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's like, that's something like, uh, people people always think that I'm like Trini or mm-hmm. Asian or something. They don't they don't actually realize I'm Jamaican because they're like, "What Jamaican? Like all you play is soca." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> How did you find the love for soca? I mean, growing up, was it played in your household, or were you just like one day you discovered soca and you were like, "You know what? I'm gonna move in this direction." So um, I actually discovered, and I actually fell in love with soca because my cousin. Um, my oldest cousin, she married uh, Trini, and I was I was like younger, right? And he was like the cool older cousin with like the tricked out Lexus and the big rims and the big system. <laughs> so it was like I would go over their house and he'd be blasting soaking music, and you know we go for a ride around around Philly, go for a ride around Philly, and he's blasting soaking music. So that kind of just me being a young kid and looking up to him, that kind of um sparked my love for soca and my interest in soca. Nice. Well, it's one thing to like soca. <laughs> it's another thing to become a producer and make music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's an odd transition. How did you get started on the music side? Because you've worked with some top names. You've worked with Neutron. I know you've done things with um, with Bayesian artists. You You just have a lot of people that you've worked with. Just liking soca doesn't suddenly say, you know what? I'm gonna make beats and rhythms and remixes and all it is. <laughs> yeah, so um, like music has always been a part of my my life. Like I actually grew up playing instruments. I was in um in band in school. I actually grew up playing saxophone. And then, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. And then um, like high school, going into college, I started DJing for a little bit, like just doing house parties and things like that. And then, like, in college, I kind of went more towards the event side of things. So I wasn't really DJing as much. But, like, after college and me just trying to figure out what I wanted to do in life, I kind of came back around to DJing. And once I started DJing, um, you know, being Caribbean, a lot of my friends were Caribbean. So I was DJing at Caribbean events. And more so on the soca side, um, just kind of, I kind of like the vibe of it more than the dance hall parties at the time. And... Just me looking at the landscape of things and seeing, like, before I go into any new field, I kind of look, take a step back and see who is at the top of that field, right? So for DJs, I realized that the the top DJs are the ones that actually produce music as well, because now, now you're not just a DJ, but you're almost like an artist as well, too, right? Because you have your own catalog of music that people know you for. So once I decided to to take DJing seriously... I, I made the decision that I was going to go into, you know, making my own remix and my own edits and working on my own production as well. Nice. Yeah. That's kind of... That's and then the, the artist just came flocking to you? <laughs> I mean, not, I, I mean, to be honest, it didn't really just come um, easy, right? Like, my first... The first beat that I made, you know... Um, f- between the first beat that I made and the first song that came out, there's about a three-year um, gap, Ooh. right? Um, from like first the first beat that I made to when I actually released my first song. So um, the first song actually came about because 
Um, I'm part of a, a collective, a team called the Hoi Pong DJs and Artists, right? That um, my boy Craig, Hoi Pong, rest in peace, put together. And in that group is uh, GBF Neutron, which is actually one of my favorite artists, not just soaking artists, but one of my favorite artists, period. And we were in Toronto for, for another person in the group, um, Dr. J, the Soka Prince. We were in Toronto for one of his events, and I was like, yo, Neutron, come check me. I have some beats. Like, I want you to come vibe in here. And, like, I played some stuff for him, and he liked, you know, one of the, one of the beats that I sent him that, that, that I played. And we actually recorded it, started the recording it in the hotel room <laughs> in Toronto. Because <laughs> I was like, yo, I know Neutron's coming. Like, I'm going to play my stuff, but I'm going to bring my equipment. So I packed, like, half of my suitcase was my recording equipment. Like, I packed my microphone, my audio interface, my keyboard, all that stuff. I was like, yo, I'm going to get something done. <laughs> wow, ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, you can't, you can't miss out on opportunities when they present themselves. So you have to be prepared for it, you know? So I just took the opportunity of being in the same place as Neutron, and, um, you know, the rest was history. Nice. And if you're going to get, you know, somebody to listen to your beats and your production value, that's the guy to get. Facts, facts, <laughs> super facts. <laughs> like super, super talented, like triple threat, like probably like definitely like my top three favorite artists, not just local artists, like actual artists. <laughs> nice. Nice. And so, OK, so you went from, all right, I'm going to DJ, I'm going to produce music. And now I'm going to have events. Now, I will say for the people listening to this podcast, all right, I do fly to FET. I definitely do. And that, that's facts. <laughs> I, but I'm terrified of flying, so I have to really want to go somewhere. Wow. And when I saw all the promo you did for Electric Carnival, I was like, well, I have to go. <laughs> we have to go there. <laughs> yeah. What made you decide to do? I mean, that was a different vibe. That was a different kind of event. It was really well done. It was like a, a rave outdoors. It was really, really cool. What made you decide you wanted to do something like that? So Electric Carnival actually um, came from a mix that I started, right? So being in, being in Miami, in Miami in March, they have what's called Miami Music Week which is uh, a series of, it's kind of like the EDM, it's like kind of like the EDM version of Carnival, mm. right? Because they have Ultra and then they have like a hundred other parties that go on around it as well. So like all the big EDM DJs like Calvin Harris, Diplo, Tiesto, Car like everybody's here, right? And so being in Miami and, you know, having, you know, people come in town that I know and like just kind of get trying to get into that vibe as well. I, I told myself, I was like, okay, well, there's a million mixes for Trinidad Carnival, right? Mm -hmm. So there's no point in me doing another mix because you can't really, you know, you're playing the same songs just in different order. Like it's, it made no sense. Mm -hmm. Right. But with Miami music week being in March, right after Trinidad Carnival, I said, okay, I can take the biggest songs from Trinidad Carnival and remix them with EDM music because it fits the same vibe. Because EDM, you know, a lot of EDM songs are in like that 125 to 130 range, which is the same BPM as a lot of soca music. So what I did is I took a lot of the big songs from, like whatever songs are big for Carnival, 
I do a remix on EDM beats for Miami Music Week, and that was the Electric Carnival mix. So nice. I did. So I did that mix two years in a row, and the response was phenomenal. And from there, I was like, "Wow, this is getting such a good response." But there's no place that you can go right now and experience this. So I created Electric Carnival from based off of that mix as a place that people that liked that what I was doing with the mix can come and experience that in a live um, event. So yeah. that's kind of that's how, kind of how that came about. Wow. That was a, a super cool event. I was very glad that I, <laughs> that I braved the flight. <laughs> but of course yeah. now, you know, no events are happening. I mean, save for some, yeah. <laughs> some yeah. some not necessarily safe parties. Um, <laughs> for the most part, no events are really happening. You know, everything with this pandemic shut down. How has that been affecting everything you're doing? Well, I mean, from what I've been doing, to be honest, it kind of gave me a chance to slow down. Um, because mm. for the past, you know, three years, I've just been going, 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 going. And so, yeah, I haven't been able to do, I haven't been able to travel as much and do the events that I was, I was, I had planned from last year and even stuff for this year that I already had booked from last year. Um, but it gave me a time, it gave me a chance to kind of reevaluate things and kind of dive more into the production side of things. And it was just about adjusting, you know, it was like for the first maybe month or so, I kind of took it as a break. Because you're you're just coming just coming off a of Trinidad Carnival, which was an intense time. So I mm-hmm. it's a cool time to be to decompress. But once I realized that, you know, this wasn't going anywhere for a while, I just kind of shifted gears from the DJ hat and the and the event hat to the music production hat, which has been a very good thing for me because I've been able to get a lot of projects together, and um, you know, it's been a lot of planning, and you know, I'm about to start dropping a lot of stuff that we worked on last year um, in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, it's, it's, it, 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 when one, when one door closes, another one opens. So you're just about pivoting and, you know, just learning how to adjust and go with the times. Yeah, absolutely. And since you've been in the music scene for so long, you know, you, you've worked with top artists, you've seen people come and go, you know what they need to do. So I want to get into what you're doing in 2021, which I think is is so cool, but also so necessary. <laughs> you're you're creating an artist checklist. Tell yeah. people what that is. So, you know, um, one of the things that that has grown out of this um, downtime, right, is the Clubhouse app. You know, if you're not on mm-hmm. Clubhouse. Check somebody, get an invite because you know there's a lot of dope conversations that are happening there, and kind of like the one that that we had, yeah, was that? Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, like 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 the one that you hosted, right? Um, you know, so like having those conversations on there, and I mean, even before then, right? You realize that a lot of artists, especially Caribbean artists, um, well, Caribbean artists specifically, they don't understand their music business right they don't look at the mu- they don't look at the music industry as a business they look at it as kind of like a hype thing and you know they're more concerned about 
especially like you know soca artists they're more concerned about getting a hit song so that they can tour and so they can get bookings for carnival but they're not actually looking at the business and the um you know the structure side of things when it comes to releasing music properly and having you know your your um your stuff copyrighted and having your publishing in order and having like your split sheet in order and all those certain things that are necessary to you know monetize your music in the proper way and to get to in order to generate the most revenue from your music you know like a lot of artists are actually leaving a lot of money on the table and they're missing out on a lot of opportunities just because they don't know what they don't know and there's certain things that need to be done um you know when you're releasing an album or releasing a single or releasing any kind of project in order for it to be monetized properly and for the money that is generating to reach back to you so you know during this time we've had a lot of these conversations i realized that you know everybody just kept on saying the same thing like oh these artists don't know they're not doing it right. They don't know they're not doing it right. I'm like, okay, well, why aren't why is anybody trying to like educate them or teach them? Okay, it's not rocket science. A lot of this stuff is actually easy things to do that will take you like 10, 15 minutes to do. But if nobody tells you that you need to go to this site and fill this out, then how are you going to know? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like just I, I put together, I started working on a document. And um, I'm going to turn it into like a PDF form and I'm just going to send it out and make it available, readily available for anybody that wants it. You know, it's free information. I feel like if the more, the more artists that gain knowledge um, and it's a collective share and a collective spread of knowledge, the whole industry will elevate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like if, if, if somebody, like it makes no sense in one person controlling or having all this knowledge and not helping the next man or the next sister up, you know, it's like, it's a collective. And in order for the genre, you know, Caribbean music as a whole, um, especially, you know, talking about soca music, in order for it to get the recognition that it deserves on an international level, there's certain things that need to be done and certain, you know, um, steps that need to be followed so that, you know, there's tr- proper tracking and there's proper data that can be looked back on and show, you know, the strength and the numbers of people that are supporting soca music. Because people keep on saying that, you know, people don't stream soca music and soca music doesn't get streaming numbers and blah, blah, blah. But there's millions of people that listen to soca every day. So they're getting streamed, right? People are listening to soca some kind of way. But without the artist releasing the music through the proper channels and with the proper, um, you know, documentation, there's no way to calculate and there's no way to kind of um, keep track of it. So what I'm trying to do is just kind of put together a game plan, you know, just simple things that you need to do when you're putting out music so that we can start to accumulate the data to show the numbers that Soka Music is doing, because Soka is doing numbers. Yeah. One of the things that you you mentioned, and you're, you're so right about this, and, you know, I love that these conversations are happening. I love that they're happening so much right now, especially since, you know, people have time to take a break and slow down and really focus on their business. Um, some of the things that you mentioned in this checklist is having 
something as simple as a website and a proper social media profile. Yep. It seems like a no-brainer, but you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you probably wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so like before, before, I, before I started, um, you know, before I went full time into the music scene, um, my last job was actually like in digital marketing. So the one, the, the one of the biggest things for um, the tracking of music, you know, in an international level. Is your digital footprint? So it's like if you have a if you have if you have a hot song, right? And somebody Google's you, but you have you don't have like your Twitter, you don't have your Instagram, you don't have your website, you don't have your Wikipedia page, you don't have all these things in place. It's like how are they going to find you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so it's like you have to have those kind of things in place so that people can find you because like once what what happens is if you hear a song that you like, right? You, the first thing you do is you, you Google the artist and you go to try and find more music from them since you like this song. But if you don't have all your, all your ducks in a row and your stuff is scattered, you know, then you make it hard for people to find you. You are preaching to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> I hope whoever is listening that needed that word, I hope they, they hear it because it is so true. Uh, we've said it in other episodes of the podcast, like, you know, I, I also do marketing and I'm, I was so frustrated going to artist pages and either their Instagram page is private, which means you're not showing up in the search. I can't hashtag, I can't share your profile with anybody That's crazy. or you ha- your bio is God's child. <laughs> and that is not helpful <laughs> when someone is trying to find soca music, soca artists. Um, we've also talked about, you know, in the, just other conversations, um, having press kits, having talking points, being able to explain who you are and what you do, being able to do it in an elevator pitch, like just knowing your business from that level. I mean, because this is a business. When you know it from that level, you re- all of this should start to fall into place for you. And it, it can't be, um, it can only be good for the art form. It can only be good for other people who are trying to come into this business to kind of learn from those who came before them to see what you're doing. And by not doing these things, you're making it hard for the entire genre. A hundred percent. But you also mentioned, you know, they have to be able to have their songs properly mastered. We know that there are some people who, I don't, I don't understand this part, so I'm going to leave it to you. (laughs) (laughs) Their music you know, you want to put it into a mix, but their songs aren't properly mastered. So you can't put it into a mix with somebody like, you know, Marshall or Skinny Fabulous where their stuff is properly mastered. Yeah. I mean, like there's, I mean, the crazy thing, right, is that the the, the soca genre is, is so, is so condensed, right? That a song, sometimes the stuff that goes viral, right? That's that just turns into a song. Yeah, you know I mean, so it's like it's like something that somebody was just doing at a party, and then they recorded, and then they release it, or something mm-hmm. that somebody recorded on their phone, and you know, like it's it's, it's certain things. <laughs> like in order to be taken serious, right? You know, you can't put out a song and your vocals are too loud, or you put out a song and you know it sounds distorted and stuff like that. Because if somebody like one of the biggest things when it comes to streaming, right, is playlisting. Right. So mm-hmm. if you get on a playlist and somebody listens to a Kess song, then a Marshall song, then a Bungie song, right? And then 
your song comes up and it doesn't sound the same quality as theirs, you're going to get skipped. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, you still, you know, having proper mixing, proper mastering is important because it's, it's about the quality that you're putting out. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 cool. It's cool to to to. It's cool to have good content, right? It's it's cool to have you know dope lyrics and all that kind of stuff. But if the delivery of that is not quality, then all that stuff goes overlooked. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you can be the you can be the dopest lyricist. Yeah, I mean, but if your stuff isn't sounding sounding like what's out, what's already out there, then you're not gonna get played. Yeah, like if I if I go to play a, if I go to play a track as a DJ, if I if somebody gives me a track and I go to play it, and I hear it not sounding good in my headphones, I'm not gonna play the track before it even reaches mm-hmm. the speaker, because people are gonna look at me and be like, "Yo, why? Like, where you get this?" <laughs> so so it's like you have to you have to have your you have to have your quality your quality has to be up yeah and so you have a whole a whole set of tasks that they're supposed to do um artists releasing music it's very important that they have you know a team or somebody to help them navigate this i wouldn't expect an artist to know all of this on their own so who should be responsible for you know, making your making sure your stuff is properly copyrighted, mastered, registered with the streaming platforms. So, so to be honest, right? Um, I I do I don't agree with that because I feel like yeah. you as an artist, you are the CEO of your company. Mm-hmm. So me as Coolblaze, right? I'm the CEO of my company. I might not necessarily have to do everything, but I should know what needs to get done so I can delegate. And sure. yeah. yeah, I mean, and then on top of that, um, a lot of the stuff that's on this checklist is some of the, some of the stuff is only stuff you have to do once. Yeah. I mean, and then you just, then you just kind of, um, you just kind of manage it, right? Like registering your name, creating an LLC, trademarking your name, registering for a performer arts, rights, A performer, um, rights organization, you know, um, getting your ISN number, signing up for a digital service, um, you know, finding a publishing company, all that stuff is important things, but all you really have to do is do it once. You know, once you set it up properly, then, you know, it's kind of like a system. So like, what I kind of, what I, what I'd like to compare it is, is, you know, you build the engine, right? You don't have to keep rebuilding the engine. Once the engine is built, then you have the gas that runs it, which is the music. So once you build your engine properly, and then you have the the proper fuel to to run the engine, then you'll be a well-oiled machine. So it's really just about setting yourself up right the first time so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. That you already know what you have to do when it comes time to um when it comes time to 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 release a song. You know, because you already have those things in place. But I mean, you know, not every artist is at the stage where they can have a manager. Not every artist is at the stage where they need a manager. But Every artist does need to make sure that all of these things are getting done, which this checklist, I'm kind of like, I have, so I have the checklist done, but I kind of want to go into a little bit in depth about each of these different topics. Mm-hmm. So as that, as that gets done, then, you know, probably in the next like 
two, three weeks, I'll be able to release this out in like a nice PDF format that people can kind of um, check out and, you know, use as a guide to help them. And to be honest, it's like, I might, I might not even know everything that needs to get done, but I have, you know, reached out to a couple of people to kind of go over it with me to, um, you know, help add and build on what the base of what, you know, I have here already. Nice. So, you know, once you, you send that out and all the artists get this, your phone will be ringing off. (laughs) (laughs) What does this mean? How do I do this? Yeah. I mean, that's why I I want to release it with kind of like some instructions on, you know, what each step is so that I don't have that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I just, because I just have to check this. It's like, okay. Um, you know, okay, I put ISN number, but okay, what is that? You know, where do I go to? You know, so it's like, I want to like, re- yeah. I want to release it with like a little bit, like a little write up on each of the different steps. Mm-hmm. So then that way, you know, they can, um, they can have a little bit of information to go along with it too. So it's not just like, all right, here's, here's a, here's a fishing rod. It's like, okay, I'm trying to teach you <laughs> like, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it will need some explanation. Mm-hmm. When you have it ready, please let me know because I will also help push that out. I think it is so important. This is this is great work that you're doing for the culture, for the genre. Thank you. Thank and you. the more people who can get their hands on that, the better. Um, I know you have a million things going on, but I want the people to know what else you are working on. Um, and also, congratulations. I know this is brand new information. Breaking news, breaking news. Um, <laughs> congratulations with your uh, Pandora. Oh, thank there. you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, um, that was, that was, that was pretty cool. My, my, my new manager just hooked that up. Um, got, got that link. So, yeah. Um, nice. you know, this, 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 this been, this has been the, the, like I said, 2020 was a year to kind of slow down and reevaluate. And I just kind of, double down on the things that were working and I tried to stop doing a lot of stuff that wasn't and it's been it's been working good so far <laughs> like I have, a, I have a lot of um a lot of like major collabs coming out that uh you know hopefully will be coming by summertime you know sometimes dealing with um with labels it takes a little bit longer <laughs> mm, okay yeah. That's some nice little yeah, insight yeah. there. You guys heard that, right? He said dealing with yeah, labels. Yeah, dealing with labels takes a little bit longer, but you know we're getting things done, so that's cool. Yeah, so we got the we got the Pandora partnership. Um, they they actually did an initiative to push, you know, for Carnival for for Soka. Um, I did a had a, a Zumba partnership as well that um, that mm. has been going crazy. You know, every day, every, every yeah, every day yeah. getting tagged from like all over the world, like Germany, Japan, like Australia, mm. India, like it's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so that's nice. been that's been cool. Um, you know, so it's just just been con- just continuing to um, just put in the work. You know, I'm trying. I'm just trying to work on my on my ten thousand hours. <laughs> 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 Wow. Yeah, good good luck yeah, with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so that people can stay in touch because obviously you will be releasing information as things go forward. How can they find you on social media, your website, drop all your hands? Yeah, um on everything is LO Cool Blaze. So LO Cool Blaze.com, Instagram, LO Cool Blaze, 
SoundCloud, LL Cool Blaze. Um, Apple Music, Spotify is Cool Blaze. Um, those are the only ones that are <laughs> Cool Blaze. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's, it's, tap in to me on Instagram, LL Cool Blaze. Shoot me a DM. Um, you send me a shoot me your email or anything like that once once I get this um this PDF done up. I think I'm pretty I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm just gonna drop it on my website, lokoolblaze.com and people just go there and check it out and download it for free. Um yeah, and I'll probably send it out, you know, personally to to the artists that I know too and some of the managers and stuff like that. Cause it's really just it's really it's really Don't yeah, forget it's, press. We yeah, want yeah, to. yeah, and the press too, right? <laughs> Because like it's it's really just about trying to spread the knowledge and and push the needle forward for the culture. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. That's what's up. I I hope everybody involved in soca, involved in any kind of Caribbean music, Caribbean cultural pushes, they do that because we need that. So kudos to you on that. Everybody, make sure you stay in touch. Go to llcoolblaze.com. Follow him on all social media. Make sure you stay up to date. And artists, look out for that artist checklist. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me on nah, the podcast. Thank you for having me. I truly appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure. Great talking to you as always. Wow. He is doing so many good things. And shout out to this chick because you definitely put me on to Cool Blaze. And I am so excited that you did. From the music to the events, and to all of this knowledge. She's spitting a hot fire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know Miami has its own soca scene, its own party scene. So he's mixing in everything from EDM and dancehall and reggae and putting that together. Everything he's learned with all of his time, just doing music, DJing, and making sure that artists have things that they need to really treat their, their music, their careers like a real business. Yeah, I I am so glad that he told everyone how to follow him and um, find him because I really want to know more about those Pandora deals and the the Zumba connection. Yeah, you know Zumba, <laughs> they love to take Soka because of that high energy, fast pace. Of course, if you're doing your workout, you want that kind of music. So shouts to him. I mean, I I'm excited. He said he's going to put together the checklist and something like a PDF, but I think he's going to have to do like a whole masterclass <laughs> to get mm-hmm. these artists really set up to do this thing right. Yeah. Um, all I heard from what you just said was that you want to hear music. That's what I heard. <laughs> so can I rave? Yes, you can rave. <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> Well, I'm definitely going to rave to a Cool Blaze production. This is Michael Teja, Curran Dubois with Bumpa Murder. Good girl thing don't work for me. I just want a body. Bad, 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 body. I got look and walk up she body. Kill them on it, kill them on it. Hey, roll the bumpa, kill them on it. Kill them on it, kill them on it. Hey, roll the bumpa, kill them on it. Roll, roll, kill them on it. Hey, walk the bumpa, kill them on it.
wait for everything to open up so that I could I could I can mur- murder them with the bumper. <laughs> As and I was instructed I'm, to do. I'm gonna take full advantage and do some Zumba inside my house and just just go crazy with the bumper murderation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's so hard to listen to music that makes me want to fet, makes me want to dance, makes me want to be out in the scene. And remember when we went to Miami for Electric Carnival? Oh my gosh, such a great experience. Yes. And then we went back <laughs> for another Cool Blaze production for Infinity Rave and had a time as well. I cannot wait to fly to FET again. I want to go to another Cool Blaze event. For sure. I had such a good time that I already, before I left that first event, I was saying, okay, let's put it in the calendar for next year. We are coming back. So that's to tell you because I, I like new events and exploring new things and hearing seeing new people but i had already planned to go back to electric carnival so hopefully he gets to bring it back or whatever whatever he does is 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 good so i'm here for it mm-hmm. me too <laughs> and i want to know what are you guys what are you guys putting in your calendar what are you looking for and are you working on being the best you you can be especially you artists out there are you ready for that checklist to come out are you thinking about marketing yourself for right now and the future? Leave us a comment. I want to know. Mm-hmm. So do I. Make sure you are following us. Follow Soka Say So on all social media or go to SokaSaySo.com. Follow Dish Chick on all social media or go to D-Y-S-C-H-I-C-K.com. And for those artists out there, make sure you hit me up for Dish Chick Consulting as well. Let's make this thing happen. Come on. It's 2021. <laughs> for real take full advantage and make sure you subscribe to BK Rants and Rave go to bkrantsandrave.com okay bye <laughs> <laughs>